About half of practicing physicians suffer from burnout, which impacts productivity, morale, and quality of care. Organizations must respond to factors leading to physician burnout because a care system that eases stressors can lead to healthier physicians and healthier patients. Physician burnout is a symptom of system dysfunction, and we need to fix the system dysfunction. That's Michael Tutte, PhD and Group Vice President of Professional Satisfaction and Practice Sustainability at the AMA. On this episode of Moving Medicine, a podcast from the American Medical Association, Dr. Tutte provides an overview of the AMA's efforts to reduce physician burnout, which focus on organizational and national changes. I'm your host, Todd Unger, Chief Experience Officer at the American Medical Association. This episode of Moving Medicine is one of three parts on physician well-being. This speech was presented at the 2018 AMA interim meeting. Here's Michael Tutte. So what do we know about uh, uh, burnout? In 2011, this was a national uh, study uh, using the AMA master file, uh, which includes physicians who are not only AMA members, but all the physicians in the country. And we had physicians experiencing at least one symptom of burnout was 46%. That increased to 54% in 2014. We do this study every three years. Uh, we did it in 2017. It's been accepted for publication. should be published in the next six to eight weeks. But how does that compare? So everyone's burnt out, right? Everyone's really busy. We all have our phones in our pockets. Uh, we work all the time. But compared to the general working population, you can see that physicians experience burnout almost double that of the general working population. So we know we, there's something unique about being a physician. So what causes dissatisfaction? There's been a lot of research around this. Um, and I'll highlight a few of the studies. One uh, is EHRs and CPOE, uh, an amount of time spent on clerical tasks doing documentation in the electronic health record, increases burnout. Uh, more time doing after hours documentation, and I'll present more about that, uh, leads to burnout. Uh, and if you have more administrative duties, what's common about all of these things? What's the commonality about all of these? Exactly, not patient focus. It's all the things that take away from providing high quality patient care that is the frustration. If you work in an environment where you have high stress, low work control, like you have minimal control over your environment and low values alignment with your leaders, meaning you feel differently about your personal values and the organization you work for, you're more likely to be burned out. And this last study is very interesting, perceived ability to manage workload. So it's not the actual number of hours that physicians work, but the perceived ability to manage workload um, uh, increases uh, burnout. So in uh, 2015, 2016, we did a study. We ended up working with medical students from Dartmouth, and we had them go out to four different uh, specialty, different practices, and we actually had them follow physicians all day long. And we collected that observational data, and this study, which was published in Annals of Internal Medicine, showed that for every hour physicians were spending doing direct patient care. They're spending nearly two additional hours doing administrative and EHR work and doing another one or two hours of work at home on administrative work. Now, is that a surprise to anybody? Everyone, that resonates. And everyone's probably thinking, Michael, why did you invest money to do that study? We all could have told you that information. But it is important to get this type of research in peer-reviewed journal publications because it gives us the evidence when we're talking with 
healthcare leadership. It gives us the evidence when we're talking with insurance executives. There was a follow-up study done by my colleague Krasinski with folks in Wisconsin with family physicians. Every time you click into the electronic health record, every time you log in, that creates a data record. They were able to extract three years of epic data out of the system to really track what physicians were doing. And family physicians were working an 11.4-hour workday. 5.9 of them were in the electronic health record. 5.9, 11.4. And, and, and most of that, a big chunk of the administrative time was doing clerical and administrative time counted for almost half of that documentation. What's also interesting, if you've seen this, the, the, the axis here at the bottom is the hours of the day, so it's midnight back to midnight, and the percentage of working on the HR. If you look over you know, between 8 a.m. and 6, 7 p.m., you see a, a spike when people are documenting during the week, uh, during weekdays, the solid line. But if you look at the dotted line, weekends, you're seeing a huge spike of documentation at 10 p.m. on weeknights. So people are spending their evenings not with their um, uh, significant others, they're spending their weekend evenings doing documentation. Does that resonate with anyone at all? Is anyone going to be doing that this weekend, some evening documentation? Um, and so obviously this, uh, this issue with the EHRs is a big one. So why does it matter? So we know that physicians have burnout levels that are higher than the general working population, even when you slice that by different professions. We talked about some of the causes, but why does it matter? It matters, and there's been a number of studies. This top one is a very interesting one where they actually asked patients um, from the time they got discharged, a very subjective questions. How many days did it take till you felt better post-discharge? And then they uh, uh, looked at the physicians who were, uh, who were treating them and looked at their uh, depersonalization scores and burnout scores. And physicians who had higher depersonalization and burnout scores, their patients took longer for recovery, even after you adjusted for severity of illness and other demographic factors. So there's something about that human, human interaction, that human connection, which I think all of us worry about with the electronic health record, that we're so focused on the technology and not the human and clinical interaction is so important. And we did a study looking at physicians um, about if they were going to leave the profession. And those who are burnt out, uh, one in five will reduce their schedules, although that, that does work. It, there is evidence that if you reduce your schedule, that can be a coping mechanism for dealing with burnout. And about one in 50 are going to leave the career. Um, the other thing we've been doing is looking at the cost of burnout, particularly we're meeting with hospital CEOs or financial executives who, for some reason, don't get all the other stuff we just talked about, why it's important to do it and putting a financial dollar behind it. It costs an organization between a half a million and a million dollars to recruit and replace a physician. When you talk about recruiting costs, credentialing, obviously building up a patient panel, is, it takes more time than someone who's an established physician, and there's a cost to the organization. So we built this interactive calculator, which is on steps forward. Um, and that allows you to put in your burnout rate, turnover, and figure out what it costs the organization. This is very eye-opening. So how do we change? We're going to change with awareness and commitment, and I would argue since the AMA has been involved in this in 2013, the awareness of this issue is rising. It seems like I am at many, many specialty and state associations talking about this issue, and many of them are uh, doing a number of great uh, projects. The National Academy of Medicine has created a healthcare professional 
uh, uh, project to look at burnout in the healthcare professions. So where are we focused at the AMA? And I think there are three ways to focus on this issue. One is the individual, uh, giving the individual um, uh, skills to deal with in environments. You know, many of you might think of yoga or mindfulness, wellness. Medicine doesn't stand still, and at the AMA, neither do we. AMA members are physicians like you who are shaping the future of medicine. Become a member today and join the movement. Visit ama-assn.org slash movingmedicine. Then there's the organizational changes. What can you do in your practice, your organization, your hospital? And then there are just these large, problematic U.S. healthcare system issues that are going on. And we at the AMA have focused very much on the organizational and U.S. health system issues. Not that individual solutions are important, but we focused on the organizational and, uh, and, and U.S. health systems for three reasons. One is the evidence shows that organizational changes will do more to address burnout than individual, what I would call coping mechanisms, yoga, mindfulness, wellness programs. Not that they're not important, but if you actually change the work environment, surprise, surprise, that might do more than telling someone to do some yoga on their own time and coming back into a chaotic work environment. Second uh, is we're a national organization. Obviously, doing these things at a local level would be hard for us to scale, although I know a number of county medical associations are offering uh, psychologists and psychiatrists available so you could go and get treatment outside of your health system without people in your health system know, or if you're in a small practice, have that resource, and I think that's a great local level. But third, and we actually heard this from hospital executives who were, were sort of forward-thinking and thought they were doing a good thing, hearing about this high burnout level, saying, we're going to offer a wellness program, we're going to offer a yoga or mindfulness, but what they implemented that, how physicians receive that is, you're blaming us, right? It's, it's our problem, and so we don't want to reinforce that issue which is why we focus on the organizational environmental uh, issues because physician burnout is a symptom of system dysfunction and we need to fix the system dysfunction. So I'll just highlight a couple of things we're doing. We're doing a lot more than this, but at the organization level, we did launch something in 2015 called Steps Forward. There's about 50 modules of activities you can do in your practice to create a more efficient, work environment that can eliminate some of the administrative hassles. Um, there's a checklist tools. That calculator I showed is on Steps Forward. You can just go to stepsforward.org and see that content. We actually have every module has a little deck if you wanted to just download that and present it to your colleagues at a staff meeting. But what we really need to be doing is spending more uh, effort on researching practice solutions. We have a lot of research on the frequency the causes, we don't need another study that says physicians are frustrated with their EHR. We have a lot of research on the impacts, but we need to have more research on what works, what practice interventions create a better work environment. And to that end, I'm happy to report, the AMA board is supporting us in a multi-million dollar effort over the next few years that we're gonna be putting out a call for organizations who are willing to implement a practice uh, intervention with pre and post measurement around the quality of care but the satisfaction of the care team so we can see what types of interventions create a better work environment. So there's more to come on that. 
And I'll just end with sort of the examples for the US healthcare system. Uh, one of the big things is EHRs. This past summer, we did a study comparing uh, Epic and Cerner. We created standardized use cases like prescribe a tapered dose of prednisone. And what you saw could be a 5x or more difference in the number of clicks and the time it does that, even though they're the same company products at different implementations. But there's also this new wave of technologies going on, software with artificial intelligence, all new hardware, sensors, and the infrastructure with high-speed uh, internet access that is happening. And if you've gone to a tech conference recently, it is mind-blowing, some of the technologies that people are working on in healthcare. And I was at one recently, and this woman from the main stage, 3,000, 4,000 people in the audience, was presenting this technology, and she proudly said, and you can access healthcare without seeing your physician. And I said, oh dear, <laughs> that doesn't sound appealing to me. So we've got to work and look at that, and we have a lot of initiatives going on. Uh, from our own innovation studio that the AMA runs. It's a wholly owned subsidiary called Health 2047 in Silicon Valley. But I'll uh, point you to two that I think would be very interesting. One is we have a physician innovation network that connects physicians with innovators. We have a relationship with the healthcare incubator Matter in Chicago. There's about 200 startups, and they were always looking for physicians to help test their products. We used to do it by making human-to-human -human connections, but that wasn't scalable. So we have uh, this Physician Innovation Network, which we're going to be expanding to other incubators that allow physicians to connect with um, tech startups. They may be looking for a board member. They may be looking for a, a review of their product. We'll be doing that matching service. And the right is a new digital health playbook for practices to help assess how to implement new uh, technologies like patient remote monitoring in your practice. So a lot going on there but we are really focused on trying to create a better work environment for you to work in. Again, very supportive of mindfulness, wellness, those types of things, but get involved in your organization. Obviously, you're getting involved here, which is key for us to move the trends uh, and move the organizations that are making it more difficult for you to practice medicine. So I thank you for your involvement. That was Michael Tuddy, PhD, and this is Moving Medicine. This episode is one of a three-part series on physician well-being. You can subscribe to Moving Medicine and other great AMA podcasts on iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify, or visit ama-assn.org slash podcasts. You can also sign up for exclusive tips to promote professional well-being, combat burnout, and improve resiliency at ama-assn.org slash physician-burnout or visit stepsforward.org which has more than 50 modules with expert-driven, field-tested strategies designed to help you successfully implement meaningful change in your practice. Thanks for listening.